Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My goodness, is it good to be back. Um, I was out last week. My voice wasn't working. Colt figured it out. Look at him go. What a champion. Uh, but yeah, I was out last week. It's good to be back. Colt, your mic is hot over there for you. Okay. I better be <laughs> careful then. <laughs> what, does it, what does it say about Colt that I have to say that? So <laughs> for, let's just start off. Um, before going through anything, let's just start off with our surprises. It was an, another great week of college football. It's been a great season so far. Um, but let's start with Hayden. Hayden, what surprised you? Um, I think there's one very obvious surprise that uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up at the moment because uh, I think it's pretty obvious that someone else is gonna take it. So Utah football, and I'm, you know I'm not gonna pick on them too much. They did have a, a very sad tragedy with the passing of Aaron Lowe recently, but they've just looked a little bit sloppy this year. They haven't looked like a Kyle Whittingham coach team. Those teams are always so physical, so disciplined, so clean. And against Washington State, if they weren't playing Washington State, they probably would have gotten blown out because they fumbled the ball three times. That's unheard of for, for Utah. They're known for those uh, amazing running backs. And at times against Wazoo, they just looked like the inferior team. So I would say my biggest surprise, maybe a, a bigger scale thing, is how bad Utah's looked to this point. It was it was sloppy play, and Washington State had control of that game up until they threw a pick six and uh, had a defensive breakdown late. But, uh, Cole, what surprised you the most? I'm actually going to change the name of this segment for a brief minute. I'm actually not surprised, okay? NC State beat Clemson in double OT 27-21. to I, I can't help but pat myself on the back on this one and say I called it. QB Devin Leary for NC State. 32 of 44, 238 passing yards, four tutties. What an amazing performance by NC State. Great for them to rush the field. So happy for them. And I, I think we can wave bye-bye to the ACC playoff hopes for this season. Yeah, I think that's definitely safe to say. NC State tried their darndest to choke that game away. Uh, <laughs> all the missed field goals, the missed keys, they still won. And I think that just says more about my surprise. Clemson is genuinely bad. And I just thought, oh, maybe that was just a, we just saw Clemson lay an egg versus Georgia Tech. It's a triple option. It gets people. But they're just genuinely bad this season. And Colt, your boy, DJ, is uh, having a rough season. He is Yeah, the, the Polynesian is, uh, pride is not running too well over there. 
So yeah, that's wraps up our surprises. Okay, wait. Since no one took the surprise, oh, I thought Hayden's I'm surpri surprised how bad USC looked against Oregon State. Oh, oh, that was beautiful. I'll talk about that more. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, I will pay due respect to to USC in that Oregon State game. You know I will. Wait, Colts uh, got something. What's I mean, the other big surprise was I didn't know there was another college athlete with the last name Phoenix. Oh, yeah, NC State. One of their receivers. Trent Phoenix. I believe he's a running back for or wide receiver for NC State. So, good shout-out to that guy. Yeah, um, so Trent and Michael, uh, Indiana QB, maybe they're related. The who Phoenix knows? family. It keeps growing. All right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about who was eating their Wheaties uh, this last week in the Pac-12. Um, Hayden, why don't you start it off? Colts losing this crap over there. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Jaden Daniels. And I've got a little bit of a soundbite here. If you follow the Pacific Point of View Twitter, you might have heard this one. But let's listen to, uh, to Jaden Daniels after his big performance against Wazoo. Or Colorado. What am I talking about? <laughs> I was like, what game? What am I talking He did have a great performance against Wazoo in 2019, but. That's, that's true. He said, I haven't eaten some Wheaties or something. So Let's go. Yeah, he's obviously listening. Jaden Daniels, thank you for tuning in to Pacific <laughs> Point of View. And he played one of the most complete games he's ever played at ASU 18 of 25, 236 yards through the air. Great just game. had threw some really crisp balls, seven carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns. I was very impressed with JD5. Yeah, he did what he had to do. Uh, I, I didn't hear that sound clip yet. That's that's actually very exciting. He's watching the show. Uh, Cole, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to break the rules again. Please don't uh, hate me. There he goes. Um, but I'm going out of conference, okay? <laughs> Maryland quarterback, Talia Tongovailoa. Oh, what a shocker. You know his last name because it's Tua's brother. He has been eating his spam eggs and rice for breakfast. Okay, 31 of 41, 384 passing yards, three TDs, and a blowout win over Kent State. Okay, Maryland is 4-0. Give these guys some respect, and I'll get into why later. Yeah, Maryland 4-0, Rutgers 3-1. Some of those uh, typical bottom feeders in the Big Ten actually having some success. But back to the Pac-12 where this segment's supposed to be, Colt. Um, I, I have a guy that I don't think any of you guys would guess. It's not B.J. Baylor. It's not Chance Nolan. It is a guy who used to play quarterback for Oregon State who came up big, and it's Jack Coletto. Jack Coletto, three carries, eight yards, two touchdowns in his three carries. His other run was a fourth down conversion. He also had an interception late in the game against Slovis. And I want to talk about Jack Coletto not just for this game, but for what he has done the last three years, and I have not talked about it enough. Every single third and short and fourth and short and fourth and goal and short down and distance, we bring out this guy, Jack Coletto, who used to play quarterback. He now plays linebacker because of his size. He comes out in the Wildcat. We never have him throw the ball. He never hands it off. He just runs it straight down the gut every time. And I swear I have only watched him been stopped at like one time. And we never do anything different. So I just wanted to give Jack Coletto his due respect and talk about this guy because what he's been doing has been literally insane. Watch out for number 12 on the Beavs. He's like Taysom Hill squared. I mean, the defense, too, is, is you just you love players like that. ASU has Ethan Long, Jack Coletto, obviously. Yeah. Those, those are just, in my opinion, the best players to watch. I had MAT 142 with Ethan Long. Uh, it was not a very fun class. It was in Tempe. <laughs> but, uh, is that math? MAT? Yeah, it was the ba most basic math class okay. offered at Arizona State. I'm a I'm a journalism major. Anyways, Colt, who was eating their Fruit Loops this week? Who's Fruit that? Loops. Okay, I'm gonna go g in general. The Colorado offense. Okay, w whether you want to talk about QB Brendan Lewis or running backs Alex Fontenot and Jarek Broussard, 
I mean, I was up in the press box for this game, and I had in my notes, okay, that Fontenot and Broussard were the two guys to look out for. And I, I looked out for them, and I couldn't find them. Okay, so they didn't do anything in this game, um, and Colorado got smoked to ASU. Yeah, Hayden? Um, I'm going to go with Keaton Slovis of USC. We all know where he's from. He looked pretty bad, bad. against Oregon State. Bad, bad, bad. I mean, 31 of 49, 355 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's those are inflated. They run the air raid. Three picks. Just looked very flustered. Made some really bad throws. And I think it's only a matter of time until Jackson Dart does to Keaton Slovis as to what Keaton Slovis did to JT Daniels. And that's yeah. oust him. And uh, I, I'm going to put my money on Slovis entering the portal if he doesn't declare for the draft, which I think he will. But... Not a good look for the Golden Boy. So Slovis to the SEC? Or no. to the NFL? I think he'll probably Jack, go to the Jackson NFL. Jackson Dart, uh, have you seen his eye black he wears? Yeah. He, he came out confirmed he, he wears it like that like for Anakin Skywalker. Okay, Star uh, Wars. So he's a little bit of a nerd. Kind of has um, the look, too. Yeah, Caden Slovis might have the Pacific point of view curse because I believe we declared he would win the Heisman after one game with oh, USC. Yeah. And, yep. uh, but Dart got hurt, though, right? Doesn't he have yeah, an injury? Yeah, he has a knee injury, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but anyways, my guy in the Fruit Loops today, Jordan McLeod for University of Arizona. He was trying his best. 21-35, 233 yards, a touchdown. That's a pretty solid you know, stat line, but uh, five interceptions. Uh, not good. Oof. And, and this is sad because it's a game where they genuinely actually were competing versus the Ducks. And every time they were about to stage a drive or take the lead, he was just throwing a pick. So bad game from Jordan McLeod. Shame on you. But... You know, maybe some promise, some signs of life for U of A. And when you eat your Fruit Loops, they're all different colors. And so when he was on the football field, he was looking at the different colors and he was just throwing to any jersey that he saw on the field. You know, that's a stretch, Colt. But at least you yeah. didn't bring up another food. Actually, you did bring up another food item. So he brought up eggs and spam. So we're, never mind. It's lunchtime. It, it is lunchtime. It's 541, Colt. I don't know when you're having your you're lunch. You're right. It's, it's breakfast lunchtime time. in Hawaii. Oh, that's true. It's true. It's <laughs> only 240 over there. That's a good uh, excuse, actually. So let's let's jump into the big picture. We got We got a fun little segment here. So it's early in the season, right? About four games in, about quarterway through the season. We'll we'll do our quarterway uh, revelations or grades uh, in the Pac-12 segment. But talking in the big picture, there are a lot of teams this year that had good seasons in 2020 or 2019, multiple good seasons in a row. And this year they've started out a little bit rough. So we're going to play a segment that we've never played before. It's roll over or right the ship. So I'm going to read off team that has struggled to start this year, and you're going to say whether you think they will just roll over, take it, and suck, or will they right the ship and actually turn it into a good season. So we'll start with probably the most polarizing team in this degree, Indiana. I'm going to say right the ship. I'm going to say roll over and suck. Wow. Uh, Aiden, why you say right the ship? Um, why I'm, going say, I'm going to say right the ship. They, they hung in there with Cincinnati and just uh, – at the end, Cincinnati pulled away. There were some things they didn't do well. but uh, And then, obviously, they got dominated by Iowa. But Indiana is one of those teams where this they have a small window, just with the nature of their program. And even though they were dealt some really tough losses, this is a team that's not going to let that, I think, ruin it, you know, because I think this is their one shot. They could still get to a good bowl game. And contrary mentality. to if this were an LSU or anyone else, they would roll over because they're just going to come back and reload next year. But Indiana still has a lot to play for. Yeah, I agree that they have a lot to play for, but I don't think they make a New Year's Six Bowl game. And for a team that was as projected as high as they were in the beginning of the season, I think this is a rollover year, especially 
you know, if, if they get exposed to Penn State uh, this weekend. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, next team, North Carolina. Oh, oh man, over. they've looked bad. I will say right the ship just because their strength of schedule. The ACC, ah. the underbelly of the ACC is so weak, guys. Who's going to win the Coastal? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I mean, Clemson, just because the same reason I'm saying North Carolina won't, won't roll over, and that's because the level of competition just isn't there. I mean, you're back-to-back on optimism over here. I, I, I think North I Carolina will. with the, you know, the, the same situation as the previous team we were talking about. They had... You know, the preseason expectation yeah. to be the ACC sleeper team to get in there, and they're not. They're not even close, and they just got smacked to Georgia, to, Tech. To Georgia Tech. 23. They lost. They got killed. Sam Howell was, was a Heisman Trophy contender. I mean, he's not even Is close anymore. Is his stock slipping, too? I, I'm not... I've been tracking. I don't yeah, know. I, I've read an article about how disappointing the NFL draft prospects have been and how that could maybe reshape how teams... Uh, make plans for this upcoming season because you know you have the tankers when you have you know a Tua sitting around or yeah um, a Trevor Lawrence or someone like that but there's just nobody this year who's really jumped uh, to the top uh, Tanner you could argue Tanner okay. McKee Matt Corral but kind of the usual suspects have just not played up to par all right let's do a few more here uh, Washington roll over it is done all right you that, cannot lose to an FCS team that's what yeah. I expected what I expected Miami Roll over. I'm going to go right the ship. Hmm. I, I yeah. think we've already counted them out, but I think there is still a chance, as you mentioned, with the ACC schedule, I think there's a chance that they could even win their division. Okay. I just think they've looked so bad. They've looked. I think they've looked worse than North Carolina. They did play Alabama, though. That's true. Which, that, that never helps. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've got a team that's 2-2. Two and two. They probably have the highest expectations of anyone here. Iowa State. Roll over. Not not intentionally. I just I don't think that team is as good as anyone thought it was. Um, it's unfortunately looking like it's probably the truth there. Honestly, I don't even know. And and I feel like when you have the expectation that you should be in the playoff, like we had them beating Oklahoma at times in this show. Yeah. I think this season is already kind of shot for them. And so with that being said, I'm going to go roll over. All right, and here we go. Last one. They were uh, competing in their division. They even won their division uh, two seasons ago, um, and they are off to a one and four start. Hawaii or a one and three, two and three. Oh, start? right, the shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait till this weekend, okay? Number eighteen, Fresno State comes to town. Hawaii gets the dub there, okay? Gets some momentum going. Wins out the rest of the Mountain West. Gets into the Mountain West <laughs> Championship game and then climbs their way into probably another Hawaii Bowl. But I think you should give them the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, I figured that would that would happen there. Um, yeah, um, I'll say right the ship. I think they can get to a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Can if we, you want to call that writing the ship. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'll yeah, say they're right. Throw Colt to bone for that yeah. one. Yeah. So. What am I, a dog? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a horse. And this. Oh, okay. Next. Out of nowhere. <laughs> So we're going to jump ahead to our week five picks. This is a weekend that's already being labeled as a potential chaos weekend. We've got some absolute doozies ahead of us. Let's just jump right into it. First one, number eight, Arkansas, at number two, Georgia. It's college game day. They stole it from us. It's not going to UCLA, ASU. It's, it's going to this game. But who do you have and why? Let's start with Colt. Hey, okay, Arkansas beat AM. They looked really good, but they're probably a little beat up. 
And for that reason, I got the Georgia defense coming out looking strong. They have looked really good the past three weeks. I know they haven't played, you know, the best quality opponents, but I got yeah. Georgia handling business this past weekend, this this weekend. Okay. Um, Arkansas made me eat my words last week. I thought they were just really not Same. there. It made me eat my words, yeah. and I wasn't even here. You um, be eating your Wheaties. I. I think the big matchup here is Georgia's offense versus Arkansas's defense. Georgia's averaging 42 points per game, including when they only scored 10 against Clemson week one. That just shows you how uh, dialed in JT Daniels and the rest of that crew has been. Yeah. And then Arkansas, I think their most impressive win is still Texas. Uh, they held that team to 21, and Texas just dropped 70 against Texas Tech that, this week. That was impressive. That but was impressive. Texas A&M, that team just doesn't have an offense at all. They almost lost to Colorado, as yeah, we all know. I agree. So Texas I think A&M. that's more of a reflection on Texas A&M. So therefore, I think Georgia's the better team, and I think they're going to get it done handily. Yeah, no, I think Arkansas is overrated. I think Arkansas's win over Texas A&M is overrated. I think Texas A&M is overrated. However, I think Arkansas beats Georgia on the road. Whoa! Uh, I I do not trust the Georgia this Georgia team. I do not. I think it is a fraudulent Georgia team. Georgia typically has a bad SEC loss that doesn't make any sense, and it's what's kept them from rising to that truly elite level that Kirby Smart has been trying so hard to get them to, and they just can never push themselves over that last hump. And I just see this as the one they lose, and, and they've lost to South Carolina in recent memory with teams better than this. And South Carolina ended up going like 4-8 and eight that year. was not a good South Carolina team. So this Arkansas team, I think, is a bowl team. I think they're going to catch Georgia off guard in this huge environment. College game day, book it, Arkansas beating Georgia. Let's jump to the next one. We've got number 7, Cincinnati, at number 9, Notre Dame. Probably the biggest game a group of five team has had in the college football playoff era. Yeah, this makes me think of that one year Houston played Oklahoma. You guys remember that? Yeah. When Greg Ward was the quarterback. Didn't um, they win? They did win. And then they lost to like Tulsa later yeah. that year and yeah. just ruined and they wound up going like nine and three. But I think we can all agree Notre Dame played its best game against Wisconsin, especially on defense. Five turnovers and two pick sixes. And then you have Cincinnati, who is coming off a bye. They looked pretty good against Indiana. And that offense goes as Desmond Ritter goes. And I think yeah. Notre Dame is going to give Ritter a lot of problems. And I think Notre Dame is going to end the Cincinnati playoff hype train. But Cincinnati is still very much in the running for New Year's Six. This reminds me a lot of Boise State under the Kellen Moore era and, and how they played TCU that one week when they were undefeated. I think, yeah, as Budge said, this is the biggest group of five game uh, in recent memory. And, and I think Cincinnati gets it done. I've got Desmond Ritter going off, and I think this is more of Heisman moment week because we don't really have a Heisman Trophy front runner right now, and so whoever comes out on top this weekend will uh, be in the lead, and I think Desmond Ritter can really prove his case uh, in a huge win against Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I believe this pick myself, but I, I also have Cincinnati winning. I think this team plays with a chip on their shoulder. Their defense, I think, is legit. They came out against a pretty good Indiana team, and they competed, faced adversity, came back one. And on the road versus Notre Dame, it's the Notre Dame team that's looked flawed. I thought they had a couple late defensive touchdowns and, and defensive plays against Wisconsin that inflated the score. I think Wisconsin's not that great this year. We already saw Florida State stick around with Notre Dame. So I, I'm going a little crazy on the upset picks. I've got, even though technically they're ranked higher, I think most would agree Cincinnati over Notre Dame is an upset pick. And what's going on with Jack Cohn? We don't really know. Exactly. The, the injury, the 
status there. So we jump to the next one, number 12 Ole Miss at number one Alabama. I'll go first. I think everybody knows my thoughts. I've been expressing them for weeks. I have Matt Corral and I have Ole Miss beating number one Alabama on the road. And for no, no other reason, it doesn't make sense other than the fact that Ole Miss does this. They do this so often. And this Ole Miss offense is absolutely filthy. And I think that it is going to be an absolute shootout. And I think Ole Miss is going to win one. Look for both teams in the 50s. It's going to be a wild game. I, I think it's, it's going to be a crazy game as well. It just feels like whenever we really think we can predict someone to be Alabama, it just doesn't happen. I mean, Ole Miss has done it once when that was a sleeper pick. I remember it was when Katy Perry was on college game day. And then the Wonderful. other time was uh, LSU uh, uh, in 2019. But Nick Saban, it just comes down to he's undefeated against his former assistants, and I just don't see that Lane stat. Kiffin's different. Lane Kiffin is yeah, different. I don't know, man. I think we're going to see some fireworks this weekend. Um, I got Ole Miss beating Bama. I think this is, you know, if you need a Heisman Heisman moment, this is it right here for Matt Corral. This is the game to prove that you're the guy, not Desmond Ritter. You're the guy that should be getting the Heisman Trophy uh, vote. And, And I think Ole Miss can get it done. Their offense looked absolutely ridiculous, especially. I I still think about that first game on Labor Day against Louisville, how as Budge said, how filthy that offense looks. So I got Ole Miss. I'm just going to add really quick that Alabama's pass defense has looked really good. It's the run where they're susceptible. They're susceptible to ground yards. So Jerry on early. Exactly. If, if Lane Kiffin, you know, just doesn't throw all of his, his eggs in the Matt Corral basket and maybe commits to running the ball, I could see this game getting very scary for Alabama. Yeah, I definitely could too, especially with how sloppy they looked against Florida. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention that, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, picking the upset against Bama is always going to look foolish, um, unless unless it happens. So let's let's see. Uh, last ranked game, definitely way lower stakes in this one. Number twenty one Baylor at number nineteen Oklahoma State, both the new teams in the rankings. Big twelve implications here. Uh, Hayden, who you got? Um, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Baylor came through for me last week. I predicted them to knock off Iowa State. That but was Oklahoma, a good pick. It, it, uh, Oklahoma State is just, I think, really quietly one of the most consistently good teams in the country and Mike Gundy has ran a tight ship down there for a long time and I think he gets another one here I think Oklahoma State uh, gets a big big win at home um I've got Baylor winning this I love wow. Dave Aranda he's a former UH uh, ah, University ah, of Hawaii defensive there it was. coordinator there was the caveat in but there. hear me out though I don't buy Baylor but I also don't buy Oklahoma State. Okay, they, They've had a close win versus Missouri State against Boise, against Tulsa. They haven't looked like a complete team. And so when in doubt, take the Hawaii connection, and that's what I'm doing. All right, fair enough. Uh, I agree to a degree with what Colt said, but I, I also— the Hawaii agree. part. No, not about the Hawaii <laughs> part, about the not trusting these teams or not thinking they're legit. Um, not thinking they're legit, but I do trust Mike Gundy. I trust Oklahoma State to win a game like this. I still think— you're looking at a six-win team and an eight-win team in this one. So I think Oklahoma State gets the W. Big win in Stillwater. Get them some confidence early on. Let's go to our upset picks. I'll start with mine. Uh, nothing too crazy this week. I think Mississippi State beats Texas A&M. They have a cathartic-looking offense. I think uh, Mike Leach in the air raid get a, get a W here. Uh, I was going to take... LSU over Auburn, but actually LSU is favorite. favorite. I almost said the same thing. That doesn't count. So I'm going to go really bold. Everyone buckle down. We're going to the the Pac-12, and I think you guys know where I'm going. Oh. I'm going to take Stanford to beat Oregon. Holy cow. 
Woo. Oregon that would not does, be good. does not look like the third best team in the country. They just they didn't look great against Arizona. It was 24 to 19 the in the jerseys, fourth quarter. Isn't it? It's the jerseys. <laughs> 24 to 19 in the fourth quarter before Mario Cristobal ran up the score because we all know no one on the East Coast watches these games. The voters weren't going to punish Oregon for that. Yeah. And Stanford is just one of the best uh, coach teams in the Pac-12. We all know that with David Shaw. They look terrible week one, but they've really turned their season around. And I just think... Tanner McKee. They're, exactly. Tanner McKee, that offense, they still have a physical defense. I think McKee is a better quarterback than Anthony Brown. Home game doesn't mean much for Stanford, but I think Oregon's going to show up. This isn't a trap game, and I still think Stanford beats them. All right, Colt, he's, he's, he wants everyone to know he's picked three upset games in a row. Okay. So yes. he's, he's feeling it. Let's hear who's getting upset. This is the first year right. pick. What are you guys doing on Friday night? Are you trying to hang out with us? or? Okay, <laughs> maybe. I'm probably busy. But if, if you guys Driving are busy, okay, turn on the TV, okay, and put on Maryland versus Iowa. Ah, there it is. And here we go. Maryland upsets number five Iowa. The spread is only three and a half for Iowa. And why is this going to happen? Because of Talia Tungavailoa, okay? The guy from Hawaii. 1,300 passing yards already this season, 10 TDs. This guy is going to light it up, and he's going to prove that his team should be in the top 25. His team is going to be, you know, a legit contender in the Big Ten. A legit contender. I've got Maryland. They're also at home beating Iowa. Wow, I mean... It hasn't been a good year for your Hawaii boys. You've, you've seen Delora struggle. You've seen DJ struggle. So maybe this will be the lone bright Talia's spot. Talia's the for guy. It. Yeah, well, we'll keep we'll keep it in your corner, Colts. Uh, it's one for the little guy. Talia for Heisman. It's time for your uh, time for your one for the little guy. Is it my time? It's your time. It's oh your my time, gosh. Sir. Okay, so for the first weekend of the season, no FCS team has beaten an FBS ah, team. Ah, the streak is over. That sucks. I, I was actually really bummed. I was rooting for you know maybe New Hampshire to do something. But then they lost by like 70 points. Okay. <laughs> so then so then I was like, okay, I don't know what to do for this segment. So for a hot second on Friday, you know, I thought, oh, maybe I'd be talking about Cameron Friel, the Hawaii quarterback for UNLV, beating Fresno State. But then it didn't happen. And then I thought, oh, Georgia State's going to beat Auburn. And then on fourth and nine, they couldn't get a stop. And so that it's left like me. Being a Lions fan, it, can't get it is like being a Lions fan. <laughs> Shout out Justin Tucker, sixty-six yards. That was absolutely ridiculous. But but Budge, guess what did happen? Something crazy, probably. The Pony Express happened. Okay, SMU beat TCU in the hundredth meeting ever of that whatever Dallas Classic that they play. Okay, SMU won the game. They they didn't win the post game because they tried to plant the flag and that was awesome. there was a little skirmish at the end. But SMU, a school once coached by legendary Hawaii football ah, coach June is. Jones, <laughs> okay, is off to a hot start, okay? This is an underrated American team, okay? And why is that? Because of Tanner Mordecai, who leads the nation in uh, QB touchdown passes. He's got 20. So what look are, out for What are the guys. odds Tanner Mordecai's SMU team surpasses Oklahoma? Because he transferred from Oklahoma. What are the odds? I think there's a great chance. But this team is not ranked. You know, they're being slept on. And, and hey, Cincinnati, for all you Cincinnati fans out there, the biggest game of the season is not this weekend against Notre Dame. It's in November against SMU. And, and that's a team that, you know, to keep an eye out for. And they could definitely crash the New Year's Six uh, party. All right, don't sleep on the Stangs, the team that got the literal death penalty but has managed to come back and, and Always look good. out for the horses. 
Look yeah. out for the horses. Sonny Dykes. He's done a great job down there. Yes, sir. Yeah, forget about that guy. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any quarrel with... Anyways, um, Pac-12 picks time. We are four games into the season for most teams at this point. So we're going to give our quarter season grades for each Pac-12 team. We're going to go alphabetical here. So wow. we will start off at the top. And then at the end, we will give our MVPs for the quarter season and our coaches of the quarter season. Are we doing like a rapid yeah, fire? Like, how are we going to do this? Well, we'll start. I'll say the team. We'll each give a grade and a little little tidbit why. So start with uh, University of Arizona. F minus. D minus. F. You can't lose to NAU. They're the worst team in Arizona if you include FCS and FBS. That's bad. Yeah, very bad. Very There's bad. only three teams at those levels. I, I did not give Arizona um, an F minus because they showed life gets the duck. So they're just an F. They're an F. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's why I said D minus, and they they hung tough uh, hung tough with BYU as well. Yeah, yeah. So tough quarter season for Arizona. I think that's all there needs to be said. Next we have the homeboys, Arizona State. B minus. B plus. I gave them a C. And the reason I gave them a C is uh, they should not have lost to BYU. I don't think there's any reason they should have lost to BYU. You already come in with the recruiting violations, potential sanctions from the NCAA. Uh, That's just not a great loss. And then you look at the wins that they do have. None of them have been particularly like, oh, my, like, wow, look at this team. It's just been like, ah, you know, so I think they've, they've passed. They've gotten a C. But I totally agree, but I I think ASU is still a contender, and that's why I have them at the B-plus range. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously still a contender, and and they've shown, well, they did show improvement from their second to their first, from their first to their second game, and then obviously Provo happened. That was, you know, obviously one of the worst performances we've ever seen out of a a football team, and they, wow, still... They still almost won that game, guys. They yeah. had like 16 penalties, turned the ball over four times, and almost beat a ranked team on the road. So this team is good, and they didn't put it all together against Colorado, but they're on the right track. But I agree with you, Tyler. They should be 4-0. All right, next we have a team that's 1-3, definitely not meeting expectations, but we'll see what you think. California. C-. minus D. Who cares? They've been irrelevant. I, I also gave California a D. They are losing the games they normally win out of conference, and they always beat Washington, and they lost that game. So uh, easily, easily below passing grade. D for me. Hayden, you gave them a C minus, you said? Yeah, their offense has made strides, but, you know, I guess on the on the flip side, their defense has gotten worse this year. And I was going to hit on it a little bit later, but they've given up 30 points for three straight games. Oof. It's got to be the first time ever under Wilcox. Yeah. And, and that's their calling card is, is the defense, and it's been kind of a weakness this year. But I'll give them a C- because they did have kind of a tough non-conference slate. That's true. Same, same thing for Utah, and we'll talk about them towards the end. We have Colorado. D. I've got them uh, a D plus. Hey, uh, I've also got a D plus. Yeah, because they look you know competent versus Texas A&M, but they haven't really done anything since. They, they've got the Cal vibes um, from a few years ago or from even last year. Signs of life, no offense to speak of, pretty good defense, all things considered, but the Minnesota loss is what really drags their grade down for me. Yeah. 30 nothing. Were they at home for that game? Yep. Yeah, not not good at all. I mean, even this past weekend, they couldn't get anything going. Yeah, literally. they It, it was not, it's not a good look. Um, next up, the Oregon Ducks. A minus. I got A plus. I'll also give them an A plus. You have an A minus. A minus because... They, I mean, I think an A-plus, they would have beaten Ohio State like they did and then also would have had no doubt in their other games and they would be looking like the best team in the country. 
which was kind of their expectations coming into this season. And, you know, they almost lost to Fresno State and didn't look great against Arizona. You know, I'm giving them an A-plus because they finally won that big game in Oregon. They finally did it. And Cristobal has been scrambling for that that last definitive big game win. They're always able. They, they were able to beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship. That was fun. They were able to win a Rose Bowl. But it just feels like whenever they have a big game with national championship playoff implications, they have just fallen on their face. And even before Cristobal, just it's just something the Ducks do in general. So A plus for like that. Like when they lost to Auburn a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. They they had the chance. They choked. All that stuff. So A plus. Next up, the other team from Oregon, Oregon State. A. I've got a B plus. I mean, they, wow. they they lost to Purdue, but they have looked very promising, and I think this team is actually legit. Yeah, they don't I, have any Hawaii guys? That's why it's a B plus. They definitely do. Yeah, um, I'm kidding. They also beat Hawaii. They, oh, so they're so respected. Yeah, they clowned Hawaii. I gave them an A minus. Uh, I would dip the minus if they didn't lose to Purdue, but in general, they do, they have not messed around with inferior opponents, and they absolutely destroyed USC. That was. Amazing! I don't think I've expressed how amazing that is. The last time they won the Coliseum was 1961. That is insane. Wow. That was that was not just that was not a signature win, right? Jonathan Smith won against the Ducks last year. That was his signature win. This was a statement win. This was a hey, we're going to a bowl game this year, and we're gonna give some some teams some fits. All right, Oregon State isn't the best team in the Pac-12. I, I said maybe they're top two, top three in the North. But this showed that they can show up with a, an opponent that vastly has more talent, better coaching, maybe not better coaching, no. <laughs> but more talent than them and better than them, and they're able to put together a, win, a team that win that just absolutely dominates the other team. Just dominant. And USC got some garbage time points to make it look closer than it was. Um, but that's my two cents on Oregon State. That was going to come eventually. Coming from a fan. Exactly. Uh, next up, we have Stanford. I gave him a B. B. C+. Plus. All right, all in the same range. Yeah, I, the Kansas State game kind of dragged them down, but you know I think they've slightly exceeded expectations after that game. I would definitely agree. Um, Tanner McKee, bright spot. More on him in Factor Fiction. I'm excited for Factor Fiction today. Next up, we have UCLA. A. I I give them an A minus. They came out of nowhere. Like I yeah. didn't expect UCLA to even be anywhere near the top of the Pac-12 nor even the top 25 this season. The way they, you know, drubbed Hawaii, they beat LSU. UCLA came out of nowhere, and I think they're here to stay. Yeah, I'll give them a B plus. They were not on my radar. I missed on their pick, definitely. Uh, very pleasant surprise, though. Next we have USC. E. X, E. F minus. They dropped the class. I give them a D minus. I give them a D plus. Well, they, they kind of did. They fired Clay Helton two games into that's the... That's true. That's true. So maybe a W withdrawal. I, they just I, waved the white flag. The only reason I didn't give them an F is because they are 2-2. Two and two. They did go 2-2, two and two, but it was bad. It was bad. You're right. They they literally dropped the class. Uh, next up, we have the Utes from Utah. 1-3. D. D as well. C minus. C. Wait, 2-2, two and two, I believe. Are they 2-2? Two two? Yeah, they, they beat Weber State, and then they got Wazoo. Oh, they did get Wazoo. Yeah. I gave them a C-. Um, I forgot about that one. They just kind of fell off, especially like from being in the Pac-12 championship game like two years ago. They just fell off the face of the earth. In, yeah, in they opinion. lost a lot of talent from that team. And uh, I just the, the only reason it's not a D for me is the season's not lost yet. They still have a chance. Uh, next, we have Washington, the Huskies. C minus. I have F. You can't lose to an FCS team. Wow, C minus. I gave him a D plus. So why why did you give him a C minus? Um, I well I think well the Montana loss was horrible and I was tempted to give them a D, but 
they have improved, I think, every game since. They didn't look great against Michigan, but Michigan's a dang good team. And then they whooped Arkansas State, and then they beat a pesky Cal team in yeah. overtime. So I, I, the Cal win was definitely a nice, a nice victory. Overtime, though, who else are they going to beat in the North? It took them overtime at home versus Cal. They yeah. get they catch Oregon State and Stanford on the road this yeah. year. Maybe the Apple Cup, and then they, they're they have get to them beat at, someone in the South. It's going to be tough for them to make a bowl game. I, I just think. think that Washington was such a premier team in this league in this conference. And the drop when, off when you lose to a Montana team that's not even in your same league, it, it stings. Right, this doesn't feel right, and that's why I gave them an F. All right, we've got Washington State. I'll throw out a C minus. C. I have a C minus as well, but keep in mind Jaden Delora's hurt right now. But yes, <laughs> Nick Rolovich is struggling. I, I'm concerned for you know he might be on the hot seat. I don't yeah. know if he's going to be out of here soon. I think Rolovich is. Very slightly behind schedule, Wazoo, and it's because they they were not able to pull out the Utah win, and that USC loss looks worse in hindsight. So we'll see how many wins he can squeeze out of the Cougars this year. But that brings us to our quarter season MVPs and our quarter season coaches of the quarter season. <laughs> so uh, I know there was some debate debacle about who the quarter season MVP would be. But let's let's hear Colts first, and we'll go around here. You know, I had a hard time picking this. It, and then why don't you just give us your coach afterwards? You do you MVP and coach, right? And oh, I have a coach as well. All right, we're gonna come up with, come up with that on the fly. But anyways, <laughs> Zach Charbonnet. Okay, he's had uh, seven touchdowns on the season, uh, 360 yards on the ground. You know, I have major PTSD from the Hawaii game. Oh and yeah. And he is just the guy that ran over the entire state, ran over the entire. I think Hawaii football season, it, it, he honestly killed an entire program for me. And so, wow, for that reason, wow. Jeez, Zach, oh, Char- oh Zach Charbonnet is my MVP. And then, uh, Coach, uh, I'm going to go Mario Cristobal. I mean, impressive win. When you go to Ohio State, win over there, and really cement your, yourself in the playoff if you win out. All right. Uh, Hayden? Um, my my. MVP pick was Zach Charbonnet as well, but I do just want to highlight Tanner McKee, and I uh, had his stats pulled up, and now I don't all of a sudden. Eight touchdowns, no interceptions. He's yeah, got like he's been incredibly yards. accurate, and he was he was on the bench to start the season, and he played his way into a starting role, and then Coach of the Year. Impressive. Coach of the Year has to be Jonathan Smith. I mean, he has really turned that program from kind of like a Vanderbilt, Kansas-level team worst arguably one of the worst teams in the fbs to a team that i think is better than just a bowl team i think this team can challenge in the north and i think oregon state is kind of on a trajectory to be what washington state was a couple years ago under mike leach a legitimately dangerous team yeah i i would actually agree i have jonathan smith also winning my coach of the quarter season i gave uh dtr for ucla the mvp just because he's on ucla that i think um, he's had the best stats. Anthony Brown um, stats didn't look quite as good as Dorian Thompson Robinson, but honorable mention Chance Nolan, best quarterback rating in the Pac-12, most touchdown passes as well. But let's get into these Week Five picks. I'm excited. So Utah and Arizona are taking the week off. First game, we've got USC on the road versus Colorado, trying to salvage what they can out of this season. This is suddenly looking like a, a cellar dweller uh, in the South game. But I'm going to take USC. Obviously, Jackson's, Jackson Dart is still going to be out, so they're going to have to go with Keaton Slovis. Mm. Uh, SC's never lost to Colorado, 14-0 all time. I thought that was Yikes. kind of an interesting stat. But USC, their offense is still 
good. They just need to limit the turnovers. They're minus two in the turnover battle, and they've committed 10 turnovers overall this season. So I think if they can limit that, there's not a chance that Colorado's offense is going to be able to hang with them when they're clicking. So I think USC should be able to get it done, and I'll say handily on the road. Hammer USC, USC all the way. I've got USC as well. I I don't see Colorado – you know, being a good team in this game, I've got USC dominating. All right, we've got number three, Oregon, at Stanford. Hayden, we know what your pick is. You've got Stanford pulling the upset. Colt, who you got? You know, this is an interesting pick here. Um, I mean, I've got Oregon, but it's only an eight-point spread for Oregon. Yeah. And they're on the road at Stanford. This is going to be a crazy good game, in my opinion. I've got Oregon pulling it out, though. Yeah, I, I wrote in parentheses here, testy game. I think Oregon wins, but I, I think Stanford, Stanford's really wow. going to push them to the limits. Uh, Washington State at Cal. This game's usually very unpredictable, wild, fun, whatever you want to call it. I've got Cal winning. I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I had Washington State until I realized I picked all but one or two underdogs, and I just don't feel comfortable with that, so I'm going to pick Cal. Okay. And this game could really go a a million different ways, but I'm just going to say... Since Jared Garantano is likely going to be starting, and you, you know he's due for at least three turnovers a game, I'll say Cal forces maybe a couple extra ones, gets that extra possession, and wins at home. You guys already know where I'm going with this. Yes, we do. I'm going Washington State, okay? This is the Rolo rebound game, and I know Jaden Delora. <laughs> he's had a lot of those. Jaden Delora's hurt, but he's uh, close to returning. Not sure if he'll be back this weekend, but I think Rolo gets it done against a you know not good Cal team. No surprise there. Next, Washington at Oregon State. Oregon State exercised some demons in the Coliseum last week. This week, they've got some more recent demons. Washington has destroyed them like the last six times they've played. I don't know the exact number, but Washington at Oregon State. Who's favored in this game? Isn't it Washington slightly? It probably is. I haven't checked the exact odds. I will I will say I have the Beavers winning. Uh, Oregon State is favored by two and a half. I wow. think... I think I, I, everything in my gut says Washington will win this game, just like everything said USC would win. But they, like I said, they exercise those demons. I think they can do that here. Yeah, I'm going to take Oregon State as well. Really? I'd say hammer Oregon State. I, I think Oregon State is a significantly better team than Washington, and I think they'll win by three possess- three scores. I, I would hope so. That would be really nice. Um, if I was a betting man, I would hammer Oregon State right now. Let's let's do it. Let's put down a, let's put down a bet. $100. All right, uh, and then the game we will all be at. We've got Arizona State Let's go! at number 20, UCLA. The Pacific got? POV game day. Who you got, Colt? Oh, my gosh. Of course, i got to go Arizona State. We're going to be there. We're going to have, you know, some paint over us. If you guys are, you know, going to the Rose Bowl this weekend. If Look you for s- the maroon body if paint, If you see baby. the maroon body paint, that's us. ASU pulls the upset over number 20th ranked UCLA. I know Zach Charbonnet is, is really good at football, but ASU is going to put it together and get this huge statement win on the road. Herm Edwards gets it done. Can they do it? Maybe. Do I think it'll happen? I don't know. I think it depends on which ASU team shows up. But yeah. They just looked so bad on the road against BYU. I mean, it's going to take maybe multiple road games to get the, the ship righted there. But one thing they do have going for them is the, is the Rose Bowl does not uh, turn up like Lavelle Edwards Stadium does. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, I'll call it modest environment, uh, very similar to Stanford. Just they don't really turn up out there. So, so I am going to, I'm going to take UCLA. Okay. Um, I, you know, it pains me, but <sighs> until ASU shows me that they can really put together a complete game, which if they do, they'll win this game. 
Yeah. I just I don't think they will, and I think UCLA wins. Yeah, I unfortunately agree with Hayden. As hype as it would be to pick Arizona State, and as much as I want to, I've got to keep my uh, record alive um, in these Pac-12 predictions. I love how you guys pick against your team. Like I, that, that just would never it's, happen It's a with foreign me. concept to call Yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know. Colt's like picking guys like six players removed from his team on, like, <laughs> Baylor. Because, and Maryland. Anyways, that's that's our Pac-12 picks for this week. Let's go to Hayden's Corner for a quick recruiting update, and then after that, we'll jump into Factor Fiction. All right, so haven't visited the recruiting standings in a while, and uh, I'll, t- I'll talk about my team here for a second. It's, it's painful looking at these rankings. Um, ASU has, under the Herm Edwards era, consistently been top five. Last year, they, they slid a little bit to eight, and this year they're at the bottom. They're dead last and at number 12. Not because of the level of commits, it's just how many. They're, they only have five commits. They only got their fifth commit, I believe, yesterday. Um, Maybe it's what happens when you recruit by the rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they do have one four-star, Tevin White, running back, and you know they're, they have a, a case That's to be a um, running back you, especially with the offensive line. Um, but I think this is a team that ASU is going to really rely on the transfer portal in the next uh, coming years to, to stack up. Coming in at 11 is Washington State. Nick Rolovich, uh, a little bit of uncertainty over there. No four-star commits. At number Sad. 10 is Utah. <laughs> and Utah has consistently kind of started at the bottom, and they usually ascend as uh, it gets closer to si- signing day. At number 9, Oregon State. Let's go, baby. The Beavs. Um, Unfortunately, no four-star recruits, but they do have 12 commits. That's among the higher numbers in the class. Someone to look out for is three-star edge rusher Matthias Malachi Donaldson from Oaks Christian. That's a spelling game name. Yeah, Let's go. A, a blue blood uh, high school in California. At number eight, Washington. They've fallen off quite a bit. They do have three four-stars, but similar to ASU, just not a lot of commits. And then I'll go seven, six, five. We've got Cal, Colorado, UCLA. Um, UCLA, four four-star commits. That's pretty impressive. Coming in at number four is Arizona. Yeah. Wildcats. So that's have, a shocker. You How? know, who, what, why? Why would you want to go to Tucson, first of all? Well, they're top three. They lost to a nursing school. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I mean, yeah, they're top. Well, they're, t- they're, they're pulling one out of ASU's playbook. They're recruiting California really hard. And they've landed some big-time commits. Pulling one out um, of ASU's playbook, recruiting illegally. Yeah, right? let's, let's <laughs> hope. Uh, but I don't think that'll last. I think, you know, at the end of the day, what matters is on-the-field success. And, you know, you, you have your salesman roll in every now and again and pick off the big recruits, but doesn't amount to much. And then at number three is USC. We'll see if that class stays intact with the recent departure of Clay Helton. They do have a couple five-stars, including five-star corner Domani Jackson out of modern day. He's a, a one of the top recruits in the country. At number two is Stanford, just an overall really solid class. It's almost complete. They have 18 commits, seven four wow. stars, and at number one is the um, the newly anointed uh, recruiting champs of the Pac-12, Oregon. Quack, they've, quack. they've consistently been at the top for a long time, quack. and it looks like they're going to continue to be at the top. And just a quick national recruiting th- thing: Penn State is number one in recruiting. Wow. I mean, they're a good. That's a good school, but you kind of expect to see Alabama, Georgia, Ohio Expecting State there. Investigation it's there the soon. fan base. It's it's the whiteout. Nah, expect an investigation soon. Penn State at number one. They never. There Wisconsin up there. That jump around thing that's been going on is the coolest thing of college football Saturdays on TV for me. 
Perhaps. All right, let's get into fact or fiction. We're going to go through this quickly. Here we go. You guys ready? Okay, so I don't know if you saw this video on Twitter. There's a guy named Gavin Adcock. He plays for Georgia Southern. Careful. There's a video of him uh, chugging a beer on top of a moving school bus before game day, and he was suspended. Fact or fiction, Gavin Adcock deserved to get suspended. Fiction. fiction. It's college, man. Drink up. <laughs> Both stay, stay hydrated. I'm glad that you guys are saying what the people want. Let let Gavin go crazy. Come on. And, and Georgia Southern? Yeah. They fired their head coach, they too. They did. They fired the head coach. After three straight bowl appearances. That same day, they fired him. So They're just cleaning house over there. Underlying issues, most likely. Yeah. Unrelated to on-the-field success. Usually yeah. what happens there. All right. So, uh, fact or fiction, Cincinnati is the best team in Ohio. Fiction. Fact. Better than Ohio State. Of course. Fun fact, last time Ohio State lost to a team from Ohio was 1921 to Oberlin. Do you guys know where Oberlin is? No, I'm mm, going to guess do Oberlin. Okay. Need, well, probably. <laughs> probably. All right. I didn't even know where Phoenix was. <laughs> Come on now. Fact or fiction, the winner of the Baylor-Oklahoma State game is a legit threat to Oklahoma in the Big 12. Fact, uh, who is the favorite in the Big 12? Do we know? I don't think so. Uh, no, Oklahoma? probably still Oklahoma. Ah, they look terrible. Fact to be a threat to Oklahoma, but how big of a threat is Oklahoma? It's like, exactly. is your ah, okay. pillow stronger than my pillow? Fair enough. Fair. Wow. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction, the ACC is the sixth best conference right now. Oh, fact. Fiction. I, I think they're still better than some of the, well, you know what, the Mountain West. So I'm, you know what I'm what saying? What was the American? Nah, they've kind of fallen on hard times. I think Temple SMU? sucks now. And Tulsa USF. and Tulane are not good anymore. It's yeah. unfortunate. I think the Mountain West is, is the cream of the crop. <laughs> okay, like well, well gonna I'm going to go with you, though. If you want to go to the Mountain West, let's do it. University of Hawaii is absolutely carrying that conference. Uh, all right. Uh, fact or fiction, Clemson still wins the Atlantic Division. Fact. Uh, I'm going to say fact, too. Yeah, it doesn't look like anybody there can replace them. Okay, this one's – you're going to have to think about this one a little bit. Okay. So uh, Josh Gordon was recently reinstated in the NFL, and uh, he's set to play for the Chiefs soon. This is like the fifth time this has happened. So uh, fact or fiction, Josh Gordon will get suspended again and then reinstated again before Texas wins a national championship. Oh, 100% fact. Yeah, fact. <laughs> this happens like it. three times a season with Josh Gordon. I don't know why. Like, what are they doing? Anyways, fact or fiction, Michael Penix Jr. Okay. should be benched. For their game against Penn State. Who's their back? Isn't it a... He transferred Jack from Tuttle. Utah. Jack, Jack Tuttle. Tuttle from Utah. You yeah, know what? Who cares? It's Michael Penix Jr. Uh, I'll say fact. Emphasis on the Michael. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, fact, Colt, you didn't say fact or fiction? He should I, I be benched. I just want Michael Penix Jr. in there. So For the sake so of our show, fiction. he should not be benched. Fair enough. Uh, fact or fiction, at least one of us gets on the Jumbotron at the UCLA game. Fact, if you guys are in body paint. In maroon body paint? Fact, all three of us will be. We'll all be. Budge and I will both be in maroon body paint, and then Hayden's going to jump in right at the last second. Yes. We're all going to get on. He's going to be the exclamation point. Yes. All right, fair enough. We'll be there. Watch us on national television. Make a fool out of ourselves as we Fox Sports 1. Dominate. Fox has the game. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Is that national? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. very national. I didn't know if it was regional. Okay. Very regional. Fact or fiction, <laughs> Tanner McKee. When it's all said and done, will be Stanford's best quarterback since Andrew Luck. If you need a refresher, the quarterbacks between him and Andrew Luck are Kevin Hogan, KJ Costello, Keller Christ, and Davis Mills. Oh, last time I checked, Kevin Hogan was pretty uh, yeah, good. I don't know. 
Kevin Hogan was solid, so I'll say fiction. I'm no, asking you to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go fiction. Wow. He was, yeah, he was like a three-year starter. Pretty good. And last one, fact or fiction. Jake Hayner throws for at least four touchdowns versus Hawaii. Fact. Oh, fiction. No way. <laughs> Darius Muasau, okay, linebacker for Hawaii. He's going to pick off, uh, what's his name? Jake Who Hayner. cares what his name is? He's going to get intercepted <laughs> two times. I don't care. Fresno State, I was talking about you last week. Okay, you don't, we don't care. We don't care about you anymore. You're the big guy now. Yeah, I always have Hawaii's to. Hawaii's the little guy. I always have to fit in some Hawaii slander of here and there. It's not slander. Hawaii's gonna win. I mean, in front of the packed band that's gonna show up. Yeah, I was gonna say they're like <laughs> three thousand student. Like literally, the student section is their whole stadium. They're, yeah, but there's yeah. no one even at these games. The students don't even show up. They they're not allowing fans. They've right got now. like the surfing team there. They're not even allowing. Yeah, there's no fans. They're so all they're all at the beach right now. What is happening in Hawaii? What Screw is... it. Let's get political. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go into the spelling game. It looks like we might not have time for a mascot matchup this week, but... We could rapid fire. We could rapid fire okay. it. Okay. All right. So let's do the spelling game real quick then. Um, Hayden, you want to go first? Yeah. And you can Google this if you don't believe I'm going to go one, one shot. Okay. Devin Woolard, UCLA Devin defensive back. D E V I N. Oh, incorrect. Incorrect. Well, who's spelling Devin? All right, so you well, lost. What was it? D E A D E A V Y N. Devin. Stop spelling people with weird names. Okay? All right, let's make this the and quickest. Then Woolard, let's make this the quickest spelling game of all time. Okay, Called Andres Hughes Murray from Oregon State. Andres Hughes Murray. A N D. R E S. Nope, you're wrong. What? It's Andres. <laughs> Andres Hughes Murray. A N D R E Z E J. Why is there a J in there? <laughs> Get the J out of there. And then Hughes Murray is H U G H E S dash M U R. Once again, these parents. Anyway, parents. He's, he's actually the best linebacker in Oregon State. So he's a Pac 12 leader in sacks. You should have known his name. Anyways. But- the quickest spelling game of all time. Colt goes over two. We throw the confetti in the air. <sighs> um, and we're in the Missouri Valley Conference. Mascot yep. matchup. For mascot matchup. We just couldn't leave it out. So, uh, Hayden, why don't you read us off the teams here? All right. So, we got the Illinois State Redbirds. We've got about three minutes to make these picks. The Indiana State Sycamores, which is a tree. The Missouri State Bears. A bear. Uh, the North Dakota <laughs> Fighting Hawks. The North Dakota State Bison. The UNI Panthers. The South Dakota Coyotes. The... Southern Illinois Salukis, a Saluki is a dog breed. Cool dogs. The Western Illinois Leathernecks, which are like old Marines from the 1800s. Jeez. And the Youngstown State Penguins. Okay, so penguins are immediately getting murdered. Wait, you already know those Marines are like raw. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, Cole? All right. <laughs> so the... So the Jack... The Jack... Rabbits and the penguins, I think, are both getting eaten by most things in this in this context. <laughs> the Saluki. So the Saluki is a type of like hound. Yeah. So the Saluki you got Saluki, Jackrabbit, Penguin. I think those are all going down, right? Yep. That leaves with the coyote. What is, what's a sycamore? A tree. <sighs> not, not Bishop nothing. Sycamore. So it's a tree. That's, that's it's a tree, sweet. yeah. Right. A sycamore is a tree. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Uh, you guys can agree or disagree with me. I'm going to go with the, the, uh, leather, the leather the neck. The raw leather neck. The ra- <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with the coyote, the, the panther, and the bison. 
Okay, but what about that? You know what? I'm going to take bears. the bear. Yeah, the I'm going to take the bear over the coyote. So I'm going to go bear, bison. Who's stopping the sycamore? Who's stopping We the... don't have a lumberjack this time. So. But no one's stopping I the lumberjack. I think we throw the sycamore All in right, there. So we got sycamore um, in between a bison, a panther, and a bear. I'm going to say the. No, Leatherneck, don't. Oh, oh wait. So oh, Leatherneck oh. advances, Bison advances. Yes. I think Sycamore has to get through. So that leaves us between Panthers, Bears, and Penguins. No, I'm <laughs> I'll take a Panther. Panthers are... Yeah, we've got too many Bears in here. It's a Black yeah. Bear. How about that? Even though it literally is a Grizzly. Oh, really? Yeah, like, look at it. it I don't know. As long as we the, the, the Leathernecks are in there, we're chilling. All right, we'll throw the Bear in there. Who won last week's? It was a tie. Between... God, Who won look. last week's uh, mascot matchup? It was it was, it was a, tie a tie between no. a bison and uh, we need a tiebreaker. Yeah, so we might just have to make it a, a bison and a lumberjack. All Who, right, well, you okay. Got? Well, lumberjack. I'll take a bison. Well, Budge, you're the the final decision. Uh, bison or lumberjack? Let's. You know what? Let's give it to the lumberjack. Let's give it to him. All right. Let's hop into um, the high tide. We're wrapping up this episode. Um, guys, what are your thoughts on this upcoming week? Oh, I'm just so hyped. Obviously, I'm going to see you guys in Pasadena. It's very exciting. Um, and I think ASU, if they, they show up and play the way they can, I think they will come out with a win. And I really hope I'm wrong and that my record goes down. Uh, I'm very excited to see uh, my hometown team, uh, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, knock off Fresno State. And my college team beat UCLA. All right, well, I'm hyped to see the Beavs exercise their demons. I'm hyped to be at the UCLA game. Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye.